I'm Mary Ann Kolbesek-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group, and today I'm speaking with Rob Suarez, CISO of medical device maker BD. So Rob, BD recently issued a report highlighting steps that the company has been taking to enhance the cybersecurity of its own products, but also to help advance cybersecurity in the healthcare sector. The report notes that some of the steps that BD has taken for its own products include utilizing a framework to incorporate cybersecurity into its processes for product design, manufacturing, customer support, and enterprise systems. Tell us a little bit about this framework. What is it based on and how are you utilizing it for improving cybersecurity? Marianne, my background before being CISO and before working in cybersecurity, my background is in software engineering. And so when I look at cybersecurity, I take a very security by design mindset. And taking a step back at, at BD, you know, we're one of the largest medical technology companies in the world, and we're involved in advancing the world of health, improving medical discovery and diagnostics and the delivery of care. That means our job in cybersecurity is not just protecting systems and data, it's, it's also about protecting patient safety and their privacy. And so that is why we take a security by design uh, approach and we think about how security is in use and we focus on cyber, achieving cybersecurity through partnership and collaboration with our industry. The report that we publish annually on cybersecurity, this year's you know, annual cybersecurity report from BD, is a great example of how we like to share with our customers and stakeholders everything from the state of healthcare cybersecurity to our company's impact on advancing cybersecurity maturity and the anticipated trends uh, for a year ahead. Think of it as a blend of information about BD's approach to cybersecurity, the emerging best practices and collaboration that are advancing cybersecurity across our industry, and the framework that we use for cybersecurity across BD is simple. It, it is um, an approach that gets us organized on a common set of practices that can have high return on our time invested to reduce cybersecurity risk. Starting with a basic cybersecurity risk assessment. I mean, that's something that you'll find in the front end of our framework. And we, we do risk assessment early and often. But then also there's more nuanced and technical practices like security testing, hands-on penetration testing, automated security testing like code and a static code analysis and also vulnerability scanning. And then there's aspects of the framework that are really focused on raising awareness to what cybersecurity risks exist in any technology. Understanding with the understanding that all technology has vulnerabilities. And to give you an example of that, uh, our, our framework talks about communicating, documenting cybersecurity risks and the uh, ways that we can control those and reduce those risks in what are called product security white papers. And, and so through our framework, we actually publish those on our BD Cybersecurity Trust Center that you can find at bd.com forward slash cybersecurity. Alongside our annual, our 2021 annual cybersecurity report for BD. So that's our framework. 
And, and that's a little bit about uh, why we published the, the annual report as well. So, Rob, what steps are you taking to bolster security of BD legacy products that are still in use? And any recommendations for the, how the healthcare sector overall can improve the cybersecurity of the legacy medical devices that are in use? One of the simplest things that does not cost any money at all. Okay, it's not expensive. It is transparency. Transparency on the third-party software components that our legacy products have. And that way, we enable customers, healthcare systems, and maybe even patients, if you have a direct-to-consumer medical technology, to manage cybersecurity of these medical devices. It is like the nutritional label, you know, the side of your cereal box customers need transparency and what ingredients, what software components exist in the technologies that they're using and, and the ways in which they can address and reduce these risks. And that's why, again, at BD, we have published across our entire product portfolio of software-enabled medical technologies, product security white papers that list out the third-party components one thing that we talk about that's an emerging trend in cybersecurity, we talk about this in our annual cybersecurity report, is software bill of materials. That's bomb. It's a, it's a, I think it's a very popular topic, actually, in the cyber healthcare cybersecurity circles. But I think it also, we need to give even more attention and action. And there is a significant opportunity in automating the software build materials, producing those in an automated way and a cons- consumable way for healthcare systems that have to manage thousands and thousands of medical technologies across thousands and thousands of vendors in their environment. Incredible complexity. I think automating SBOM and software build materials is a great opportunity and one in which you know, BD is certainly pursuing to help address the security risk that exists with any legacy or, or current device. I think the other thing is having an open and honest conversation around end of life and of support for medical devices and, and clearly articulating, communicating the inherent risk when medical technology goes end of life. That also means that device is going end of security. And, and again, carefully planning with customers so that it's not a disruption to to upgrade medical technology. And you know, it's it's easy to say, hey, go buy a new medical device. I, I I think it's easy for manufacturers to say that. I think the part where we have an opportunity to make that transition easier for healthcare systems that are already cost constrained, are already resource constrained in the midst of the pandemic, is providing transparency on um, the types of risks that exist and the type of compensating controls, the types of practices that have a tangible effect on reducing risk, and then also working with the cybersecurity industry as well to, to help the cybersecurity industry build different technologies that can support security in a healthcare environment. And Rob, you talked about the software bills of materials and the FDA in 2018 issued draft guidance calling for medical device makers to provide a cybersecurity bill of materials for their products. And then meanwhile, last year, the Biden administration issued an executive order requiring government contractors 
to submit software bills of materials to identify the origins of each component of software furnished to federal agencies. Do you envision a time where it'll become sort of mainstream as and as common as you had mentioned, you know, ingredients, labels on foods that will see a software bill of materials on medical device and other healthcare IT products? I do. I, I hope to see that day when software bill of materials is a common practice across all types of technology. Because the reality is that medical devices share the same technology ecosystem as non-medical technology. And you think about the network router, the switch, the network infrastructure in general that is used to connect medical technology to information systems, to an EMR, EHR in a hospital environment, for example. That shared ecosystem needs to be secured, not just one piece of technology. And so, you know, the software build materials, I think, is is a necessary component to building that collective maturity. I would also, though, say that I think over time, what also needs to happen is our workforce in healthcare, across all of healthcare, will need to become more educated in technology. And I think that will happen over time because technology digitalization is becoming such an intrinsic part of the delivery of healthcare. It's becoming part of the job, the delivery and and functionality of healthcare in order to scale to the demand for healthcare that exists today, that exists during a pandemic. And I think even, you know, following a pandemic, what can make for better healthcare outcomes for society. So that collective knowledge sharing and improvement, I think is gonna also help us when it comes to cybersecurity as well, because we have a more technology savvy and cybersecurity conscious healthcare workforce. And BD has been very proactive in terms of its own vulnerability disclosures. What about third-party vulnerabilities? How does BD approach that sort of situation? You're absolutely right, Marian. I, I, I take pride in the level of transparency that BD has established as an organization when it comes to communicating vulnerabilities in our products and to our customers so that they are empowered with information to protect themselves, to protect patients. And that not only includes vulnerabilities in BD custom software and technology, but also vulnerabilities in third-party components that are used in medical technology. You know, it takes a lot of in responding and investigating that type of vulnerability across a product portfolio of over 200 software-enabled products. You know, it takes a lot of careful coordination and planning preparation with the various product teams that that exist across across BD, and and that is something that. You know, our organization has established a capability that we've established centrally with our cybersecurity operations organization and coordinating and knowing the contacts, documenting the contacts across our businesses. I, I would also just add, though, Marian, and I think this topic certainly deserves more attention, is that it's not just the products that medical technology company offers. Uh, or I should say the software-enabled products, when a third-party vulnerability emerges, 
it's also the supporting enterprise and operational infrastructure. I mean, if you think about it, a vulnerability has the potential to impact so many different types of technologies that are used to produce and manufacture and distribute medical technology that patients rely on. And, and so that internal response as well for you know, IT systems and for manufacturing also is, is really important when we're dealing with healthcare and I should say um, the supply chain for healthcare. And finally, Rob, in terms of medical devices in general, is there one particular evolving cyber trend that you find most concerning that, you know, something that keeps you up at night? I think ransomware has a lot of attention and it is certainly, I think, a hot topic in in cybersecurity. I think that is something that we as an industry have to continue to pay close attention to, especially given the impact that ransomware can have on a healthcare system and their ability to provide services to to patients, especially during pandemic where technology is a a huge time saver. It's it's a huge uh, opportunity to accelerate and deliver better healthcare. And so now more than ever, healthcare is, is relying on technology to, to get the job done, to meet the demand, to do a better job of meeting demand. And ransomware has a potential of putting all of that to a halt. I would like to place a, give a nice plug to CISA and our U.S. federal agencies that have supported ransomware readiness. There's some great content actually provided through CSUN ransomware readiness and, and an assessment tool that, that's, that they provide as well so that organizations can better understand what their risk is in, when it comes to ransomware and how their organization can prepare for, for such an event. Because oftentimes in the evolving nature of cyber attacks, it is very difficult to prevent a cyber attack. And so it's not a matter of if, but when, and how prepared our organizations to respond. That to me is the spirit of what we oftentimes in our industry here refer to as cyber resilience. So I think those are, I think that's an emerging trend. I'm sure you hear that a lot, but I, uh, I think it just can't be emphasized right now. Maybe the broader theme there is regardless of whether or not it's ransomware, it could be any form of, of cyber attack and having that readiness and preparedness to respond and establishing resilience so that healthcare systems can maintain the continuity of services. That to me is really important for our industry to focus on. Well, thank you very much, Rob. I've been speaking to Rob Sorez. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-Begee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for joining us.